Yes, this is the Morning Buzz on Spice Radio 1200 AM. You're with me, Natasha. With me is Mankaran and Marisha. This morning, we're bringing to you a book, a groundbreaking, award-winning children's book that actually talks about gratitude, empathy, and that word privilege. And to talk about it is the author herself, Susan Justice, Johair Ikatani. She's a legal children's advocate and, of course, the author of this debut book of hers and also a co-founder of South Asians Against Childhood Abuse. किताब का जो नाम है वो है चिल्ड्रन हु डांस इन द रेन अ वॉर्म वेलकम टू द शो सूजन एंड हाउ यू डूइंग दिस मॉर्निंग Thank you so much. I'm doing great. Thank you. How are you doing? Absolutely wonderful. I did read your book. It looks beautiful. The illustrations are just so wonderful, so colorful. Tell me about it. Children who dance in the rain. Let me let me tell you just before we get to what the book is about. It it resonated with me and my teenage kids back home. It also reminds me of the many times I said you don't know what you have here because children back home don't have what you have. So tell us what is children to dance in the rain all about. Thank you so much. Yes, so children who dance in the rain is really about a child here in North America that is quite unaware of her privileged lifestyle and all the resources she has access to. She takes it for granted. And then she travels to India and she realizes the vast disparity between what she has and what they have there. Children over there who don't have a proper home, don't have shelter, who don't have food and the resources that she has, yet they are still content in feeling fulfilled in what they have and they're simply satisfied with what they have. They appreciate all the little things that they've been given and the amount she eats in one meal is really what they share amongst them and there's the children there are just happy to have her around and they can literally dance in the rain at any moment they're just happy to be alive and okay during the moment she realizes that she has so much more than they have and yet she never truly appreciated any of it she um grows up and wants to make a difference in the world it truly touched her and inspired her and Susan tell me is this coming from some very personal experience because I can completely relate to this Yes absolutely I had uh no idea how privileged I was until I went to India and saw just how little so many children there have and I I feel like I learned and a lesson of interconnectedness and I learned that at the end of the day we are still the same of the same we are still all part of the same societal fabric and my well-being my sense of justice was intrinsically linked to their well-being and their and their liberation and i wanted to make a difference i didn't know how or what i was going to do but i knew that i was going to do something to help them one day that's beautiful susan and i'm glad ki ye jo you know aapka experience raha hai and then it kind of got in that sense of empathy within you but at the same time i know ke jo hum i'm an immigrant parent right to humne kafi sari cheeze dekhi hai back home we've seen poverty we've seen children in such difficult situations aur jab hum yahan par aate hain aur hamare bachcho ko sab kuch mil jata hai you know things which probably even we didn't have right and they take things for granted and that big word which you mentioned in the book as well privilege hum unko yaad dilate hain they say no we need to take you back to 
India to get a reality check, right? We always tell our kids that. And I'm glad that that brought about an empathy in your uh, you know, life. And then you're doing a lot of work as well, even as a children's advocate and with your um, the, the nonprofit organization that you have co-founded, the South Asians Against Childhood Abuse. So uh, tell us a little bit about that. What, what are you doing in terms of the children and the South Asian children here in BC? Yes, I would love to. Thank you. That's a wonderful question. So abuse within the South Asian community is really a distressing reality. The chilling statistics is that one in three girls and about one in four boys are likely to experience sexual abuse before they turn 18. This is a wake-up call. These alarming figures are just buried under the rug in our community, reinforcing that cycle of silence and denial. What's particularly troubling is the fact that a significant amount of this abuse stems from those within our family circle or our close friends. When these courageous children gather the strength to finally tell their painful experiences to a trusted adult that they were sexually abused by someone, they're often sadly met with dismissive responses. Instead of receiving the help that they need or sparking actions to hold the abusers accountable, they're often advised of just keeping silent and not telling anyone what happened to them. They have to suppress what's happened. And this not only allows abusers to go unpunished, but also holds the children, exposes them to further harm. And the um, echoes of childhood abuse persist into adulthood, leaving lasting scars. And there are too many survivors that carry on a misplaced sense of guilt. They often think that it's their fault as a child, that they did something wrong. Several people that even I know feel trapped in the shadows of such traumatic experiences. And despite so many years passing by, they're still tangled in this difficult web, and no one speaks about it. So ultimately, our goal at South Asians Against Childhood Abuse is to address this. And we have to shatter the silence. We have to start opening discussions about abuse in the South Asian community. That's the most important step. We want to advocate for those children who haven't had a voice. And fighting for the South Asian community to acknowledge what is happening, creating awareness, and promoting open dialogue about the harsh realities of sexual childhood abuse in the South Asian community is our biggest goal. What we want to do is break the silence and the patterns of abuse. Many of the people in our society, in our community, are oblivious to this issue, and it doesn't receive the attention it should. And Susan, while your first book is talking about, you know, the privilege and how the children of today's generation here in the North Americas have that, do you think there'll be more books addressing different other issues as well? Yes, that is the goal. Right. Absolutely, that is the goal. I don't know. Um, I don't know the details or what's going to happen yet. But yes, that is absolutely what I would like to see happen. And what a fine start you have gotten to because children who dance in the rain, I can see there's inclusivity, there's brown representation, that's a standout feature in the book. I can see there's an Asian teacher or the Desi protagonist. So uh, where do you see yourself, you know, uh, going forward in, in your future books? What do you intend to kind of tackle? I certainly want to tackle um, uh, 
abuse in the South Asian community. I want to teach children boundaries and how to protect themselves. That's certainly something I want to do in the future. And we need more brown representation. There are 10 times as many books as trucks, and there are as, as having colored children in books. It's astonishing. And there's three times more books about bunnies than there are about colored children. Absolutely. And even your illustration, was it inspired by a moment or an experience etched in your memory? Because, you know, the grandmother's village, I can see there's the lovely sweets carts, the vendors, the, the street food vendors or the hand carriage, the naril paniwala. Everything kind of reminded me of back home. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, there's just so much, there's so much to see in India. And I, I tried to give as much detail as I could about um, what I saw in India. There's there's so much beauty in there that I, I've never seen in any children's books. And I really wanted to bring to life the beauty of India as well. There's so much there. There's such a beautiful community there. There's so many little things that go unnoticed that people in the Western countries haven't seen. And I wanted to have all of that included in our illustrations so we could truly bring to life the experience. That's wonderful. And that was illustrations by Lena Bardi. Now, uh, Susan, I, I want to know, how can people buy your book? And I believe there's a special NFT as well available for them. Yes, absolutely. So if you purchase the book off the website directly, you receive a free NFT. But right now you can purchase the book on Amazon.com and it can be delivered to Canada as well. And you can simply send us a message on the website and let us know you've ordered the book and we can send you in NFT as well, and the book will be released on Amazon.ca on June 15th. That's the hardcover book, but currently on Amazon.ca, there's also the ebook available. Wow, this is a lot happening. Before its release, it's won so many awards. So congratulations, Susan, for this book and, you know, as a wordsmith for all your future books as well. Thank you so much for your time. And where can people follow you just before we let you go? Oh, thank you so much, Natasha. That's so kind of you. You can follow me on Instagram at The Justice Lawyer. Wonderful. Thank you so much for your time, Susan. You have a beautiful day ahead. Thank you so much. Take care, Natasha. You too. Bye. Bye-bye.